0: Hello, this is RJ Deakin reading the Supreme Court of United States opinion syllabus in Intel Corporation Investment Policy Committee versus Sulima, Serciori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Argued December 4, 2019. Decided February 26, 2020. The Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, ERISA, requires plaintiffs with actual knowledge of an alleged fiduciary breach to file suit within three years of gaining that knowledge that's 29 U.S.C. section 1113-2 rather than within the six-year period that would otherwise apply. Respondent Solima worked at Intel Corporation from 2010 to 2012 and participated in two Intel retirement plans. In October 2015, he sued petitioners, administrators of those plans, alleging that they had managed the plans imprudently. Petitioners countered that the suit was untimely under Section 11.13.2 because Solima filed it more than three years after they had disclosed their investment decisions to him. Although Solima had visited the website that hosted many of these disclosures many times, he testified that he did not remember reviewing the relevant disclosures and that he had been unaware of the allegedly imprudent investments while working at Intel. The district court granted summary judgment to petitioners under 11.13.2. The Ninth Circuit reversed that that court agreed with the petitioners that Solima could have known about the investments from the disclosures, but held that his testimony created a dispute as to when he gained actual knowledge for purposes of Section 11.13.2. The Supreme Court held, a uh, decision is affirmed, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion for unanimous court. A plaintiff does not necessarily have actual knowledge, under 1113 of the information contained in disclosures that he receives, but does not read or cannot recall reading. To meet section 11132's actual knowledge requirement, the plaintiff must, in fact, have become aware of that information. ERISA's plain and unambiguous statutory language must be enforced according to its terms. Hart v. Reliance Standard Life Insurance Although ERISA does not define the phrase actual knowledge, its meaning is plain. Dictionaries confirm that to have actual knowledge of a piece of information one must, in fact, be aware of it. Legal dictionaries give actual knowledge the same meaning. The law will sometimes impute knowledge, often called constructive knowledge, to a person who fails to learn something that a reasonably diligent person would have learned. The addition of actual in section 11, 13, 2, signals that the plaintiff's knowledge must be more than hypothetical. Congress has repeatedly drawn the same linguistic distri- distinction. Merrick and Corporation versus Reynolds. Elsewhere in ERISA, when Congress has included both actual and constructive knowledge in ERISA, limitations provisions or in Arissa limitations provisions, Congress has done so explicitly. But Congress has never added to Section eleven thirteen two the language it has used in those other provisions to encompass both forms of knowledge petitioners arguments for a broader reading of section 11132 based on context context purpose and statutory history all founder on congress's choice of the word actual petitioners may well be correct that heeding the plain meaning of section 11132 substantially diminishes the protections that it provides for ERISA ERISA fiduciaries. But, if policy considerations suggest that the current scheme should be altered, Congress must be the one to do it. This opinion does not foreclose any of the usual ways to provide actual knowledge at any stage of the litigation. See Farmer v. Brennan. Plaintiffs who recall reading particular disclosures will be bound by oath to say so in their depositions. Actual knowledge can also be provided through inference from circumstantial evidence, and this opinion does not preclude defendants from contending that evidence of willful blindness supports a finding of actual knowledge. That's uh, Global Tech Appliances Incorporated versus Seb S.A. Uh, and the decision below is affirmed. Justice Alito delivered the opinion for unanimous court. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and eight zero, Or on Twitter at Courtsyllabus.